Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 14 A New Mayor in Town Would you like me to lead you in prayer, then? That would be helpful. Okay. And the two of you will spend... I don't know, how much time do you want to spend here? I would follow her guidance on that and whatever sort of prayer she wants to lead. Right. You will spend a few hours here in prayer and meditation with Templar Aveline. Go ahead and roll religion. Oh, that's a ten. Okay. This is a very peaceful, calm time that you're spending here with Templar Aveline. And during that time, it's not like you're getting any direct response from Tiff or from any other god. But what you do feel is a pull, just somewhere deep inside of you. A pull to go back to Earl for retribution. Which I've already been feeling, so that just enhances that. Okay. Shall we go on to next week? Okay. I've probably gone back to the Bard's Rest, by the way. I'm playing regular games. Oh, really? Yeah. In addition to promoting Ed Coats. Coats from Air. Coats from Air. Are all your songs now about how Ed Coats would be just really good American? No. Noticed. No. Some of them, though. I just throw it in occasionally. All right, Arnis is spreading that word, giving some free press to Ed Coates. We don't even the parties. wants the job. They were talking about it. Well, thank you, Darvin. I was kidding. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. He wants it. No, it's fine. Read my mind, Nate. That's all. In which case, we go to the last week of the year, which is dedicated to Corn, the god of death. Darvin, how do you and your brotherhood celebrate this week? Lots of ritual stuff. Very, like... Not like ritual killings or anything crazy like that. No killings beyond the, you know, usual. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe no usual killings this week, actually. That that might be a thing that we put on hold for this. Oh, it's like in Buffy, where, like, the... Yeah, yeah. Just don't go Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. I like that. Except for the stupid ones. So it's very, like, I don't know. I mean, as a monk, I'd be doing, like, ritualistic prayers and lighting candles and stuff. <laughs> there would be some... Some of it would be public... You know, there would be things for people to come to, but not mm-hmm. all of it. Things for people to come to, is this, like, uh, shrine stuff, lots of candles, is this more Day of the Dead? Yeah, I mean, I mean both, honestly. Well, I mean, I guess those are basically the same thing, just with different tones. Yeah, mostly, like, if people are coming to the Monastery of Corum during this week of Corum, I have to assume that it is to remember those who have died. Right, right. So, yeah, it, it would be more candles and shrines and stuff than Day of the Dead, although... So it's more somber. Yes, that's the... Yeah. I like it. I think that works really well. 
I think those in your brotherhood, aside from tending to the people, tending to the public who come in and who want to honor those whom they have lost, this is also a time where you, as monks, as followers of Corum, honor those whom you have killed in his service. Yeah. In which case, it's a very silent week in the monastery. Why don't you go ahead and roll religion? All right. I think this is such a religious week, and you're in such a religious place, that even without a prayer, everybody is more connected to Corum. Everybody who truly follows him. That makes sense. So, 14. While you continue to feel that same sense of pride that you felt right after the encounter with the Chaos Mages, that same sense of accomplishment, there's a very nagging feeling just kind of creeping up your spine and into your head. (laughs) Just a tinge of disappointment. Okay, I know what that is. You're closing out a year, leaving a task unfulfilled. This is his week, and while you are honoring those you have killed, you can't honor somebody that you didn't kill. And Chief Durkroff is still far away, presumably at the base of Vongfeld Peaks, living, doing his frost giant thing, uh, leading his people, but that is not according to Quorum's plan. But that sense is small compared to the rest of what you're feeling, which is that sense of pride and accomplishment. It's like the difference between an A- and an A. Just like, <laughs> if you could have done it, but now you're salutatorian. All right. And as Darwin and the rest of the monks celebrate this week of Corum in their own way and tend to the public, those who are not directly tied to Corum and those who do not have people to grieve are eagerly anticipating the new year, which kicks off at the end of this week. The first week of the year, the first week of 165 AT, is set to be a party. Like the start of every year, it's the godless week. People expect big things. This is the craziest week of the year. This is Mardi Gras and Carnival, six days long. Traditionally, every year, the city hosts a big party. Oh, hey. I have to throw a big party. Um, okay. <laughs> what do you guys do? Artists is like, I get to throw a party? Sweet. Hey, why don't we just have it at that bar that you're always playing? Um, a party for the whole city in a single bar. That's never going to do. They have an outdoors, right? It's an out of doors. <sighs> this party is generally on the streets. Oh, Darwin. People do go in and out of establishments, but you cannot contain this party. I, I see you've never thrown a rager. I'll leave it to the expert then. How much time do you have? Oh, give me a day. <laughs> and you're putting this together on the city's dime. This was already in the budget. Don't worry about it. Nice. I'm going to call up some folk from the Bard College. Whoever's left okay. of the Bard College. And uh, have them help me put together this uh, parte. Right. What's the theme of the party? Oh, God. I have to come up with a theme. <laughs> How about Ed Coates for Mayor? No. Even Arnis is smart enough to know that if he's throwing this party on the city's dime, I can't yet. I think I think something is Oh man. What do I want the theme of the party to be? How about having a door fall on you? I want it to be something like (laughs) I want it to be something like like no tomorrow. Just like, as in, as in, like party. Like you don't have to worry about the consequences. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? That makes total sense, and that's fine. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, go tomorrow. Are you headlining this party? Of course. 
All right, where's your stage? Somewhere in the... Wait, what side of town is the not awesome side of town? The west side of town? The west side of town, yeah. Somewhere in the west side of town. Okay. Is where my stage is. Do you want to have it at the Bard's Rest, as Darwin suggests? Somewhere near the Bard's Rest is where, like, the main will set up, like, the big stage. Outside, though. Yeah, you can set up a temporary stage outside. That's fine. Yeah. Just, like, in the street. All right. You have a number of band members coming together from the Bard's College to help you out with this. And you can throw a rockin' party. Darvin and Vale, what are you doing for the party? Um, Just being in attendance is fine, but if there's something you want to actually do, yeah, you I can. Mean, if Vale is in need of security or watching to make sure nobody's being raucous, got guards for raucous, that. Then, yeah, I think Vale's gonna enjoy themselves a little. Same. Alright, big party for everybody. Go for it. Alright, Arnis. I think we get to have our first roll of the night. Oh my god. I have to roll performance, don't I? You get advantage, though, because you've got a practiced band with you. Sweet. We just want to see how successful this party is. Oh god. One roll to determine party success. You have advantage. Two dice. I do have advantage. You're right about that. Thank you. Well, that's a pair of 18s, I believe. This is a kick-ass party. Um, which comes to 27. Kick-ass ass party. So, you've got a group of bards up on a stage playing. You are rocking out with your lute, with M, who is singing along, and it takes a moment for the other bards to kind of get a, get down with this. <laughs> but that's okay. They do. How many bards are on this stage? There's probably five of us. Okay. And then anybody else has been employed to, like, smaller stages, other places, right? Because it's a whole town party. Yeah. Right? So, like, this is the main stage. And then there's, like, other people. Okay. So it's, like, work tour. Yeah. You've got the main main stage. stage. Yeah. You've got the east stage. You've got the north stage. Then there's, like, the shitty local band stage. Oh, yeah. That's where the juggler performs. (laughs) Are you letting Rex perform? I shouldn't. No, isn't he dead? No, he's not dead. You didn't kill him? No, you didn't kill Rex. Actually, nobody's seen him since Honey Hollow. So. So he might be dead. Never mind. Don't, don't worry about Rex. Shit. <laughs> well, I'm Rex certain, is off having a party somewhere. I'm certain there's somebody else who's a juggler. And so that's yeah. where they're performing. That's like the like outskirts stage. I think the shitty local stage is on the pass itself. Yeah. This is not why. This is just people walking between the two like actual good stages, and they're forced to sit through the local performers who are not so good. At least they can pass. I got you. On the pass. <laughs> Oh dear. It's a big, successful party. It's a bash. People are getting drunk. There's a little bit of looting. There's a little bit of window breaking. But this happens every year. <laughs> it's godless week. So yeah. of course it does. It's not quite purge levels. But there's a lot of just accepting that this happens. It's like after the Super Bowl, after the World Series, there's a few trash can fires, a few turned over wagons. Whatever. It happens. Glam! Glam! It's fine. <laughs> Glam! The dumpster's on Fire. There's confetti. There's people ripping off their shirts in the street, running around screaming. Sweet. It's good times. It's my kind of party. Uh, everybody's making money. And does, does this party last the whole six days? I'm sorry, does your performance, like, do you perform every night of the week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> every night. And for six nights in a row, Arnis, Gray the Great, and his band rock the city. It's a great time. Everybody wakes up the morning of the first day, the week of Pathox with a hangover. It's alright. 
Happens all the time. Happens every year. But the city starts to return to normal. No chaos converts here. You don't have to worry about the week of Pathox. This week just happens. Um, and then from now until the time that Lorraine's due date happens, we're just dealing with the election. And it sounds like the three of you have been promoting Ed Coates for mayor. Ed oh, Coates yeah. for mayor. Coates for mayor. <laughs> Votes for Coates. Who wants to go convince Ed Coates that he should run for mayor after you've already been promoting him for weeks on end? He's seen these signs. <laughs> just, I'll go. All right. Arnest persuades. <laughs> All right, Arnest. You go meet Ed Coates. He's uh, he's in the royal house today with the rest of the city council as they are preparing for the election as well. And he pulls you aside when he sees you walk in because he wants to know what the hell. Go for it. Is that literally what he asked me? Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? Look, Ed, I know that you have been a loyal public servant of this city for years. Damn right. Um, And I think already knowing the ins and outs of government, you have an edge here that other people don't. Not to mention, you're just a good guy. And the city could use more good guys. Well, face gets a little red at that. He holds back like any smiles. But you can tell, like, a little bit of pride moment for him there. He's like, oh, oh good recognition. It feels so good. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody knows. Hey, you don't get a lot of recognition in the poop department. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> you know, there was more than just that. I know. Really, Artis. I know. <laughs> don't fixate on that. Please. Please. <laughs> Roll persuasion. Oh, God. After the pair of 18s, I am fearful of what is about to happen. Is anybody there with Artis to help? Uh, I would go with him, but I'm not sure that I would actually help. I mean, I would try. <laughs> I'm making a attempt. If you can try, you can give Arnus advantage here. I just need to know what you tell Ed to help bolster Arnus's um, approach. Oh, what I tell Ed? Yeah. Yeah, Ed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you got the bard behind the bard's rebellion plugging for you. I think. I think that should convince yourself that you are indeed the right man for the job. Okay. I will let you have advantage on this roll. You've got Darwin there backing you up. Ay, 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 ay. All right. That is a 23. All right. And if you... Whew, two of you think I can do this, you think this city will listen to me, I'll run. Can't guarantee I'm going to win, but I'll run. That is all we can ask of you. We believe in you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, really. Uh, excuse me, I got some work to do. We got an election to prepare for. Really have the urge to just sound, shout, Votes for coats! <laughs> Votes for coats are coats, but I can't finish that. Toads my goats? Yeah. <laughs> but that's not good. Yeah. All right. So then, as we get closer and closer to election day, we get closer and closer to birthday. Ed Coates is running with the backing of the Bard of Bard's Rebellion. But he is not alone in running for mayorship. That's good. No, I believe that. Healthy democracy requires competition. There are two other people running who've started putting up posters, who've started putting out word. One of whom who has been using the press to her advantage a great deal. From the west side of the city. A member of the Indelible Truth who ran a very small newspaper just outside of the Bard's College. Cherie Tassette is running for mayor. She is running on 
a very similar platform to what you were spouting during the rebellion. Individual freedom for the people, freedom to speak. But her main point is that she represents the indelible truth. And whether or not people knew about it before, her newspaper is certainly spreading the word now of the attack in Vermilion that the indelible truth put on in order to help bring about new freedom for the people and freedom from royal rule. How successful that was aside, they blew up a building, some people got arrested, some people got killed when Mavic and his forces ran through. It was still a very large gesture, and she also has the monetary backing of a guild, so she is able to put out a lot of press. This makes me nervous, but I don't think there's anything we can do about it. And the third person running for mayor is very familiar to all of you, and he has kept this a secret, mostly because he saw you promoting Ed Coates and didn't want anybody to feel like they had to stop backing Ed Coates. But Lord Grimm is running for mayor. Oh, well, that complicates Darwin's things. Darwin's daddy's running for mayor. It does complicate things. Sorry, I have to continue promoting it. That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> I talked him into running. I have to help him. With an upcoming election and change in power, he was mostly worried about losing his source of money. What better way to secure that than to be in charge of it? That's a fair point. How could he lose on that platform? <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep my money. Pretty but that's not his platform. He is not running on a platform of self-promotion and self-indulgence. He is running on a platform of father of Master Grimm, father of Darwin. He helped birth the rebellion, almost in a literal sense, is what he's saying. He's got ties, and he's using your name to help promote himself. Oh, I guess I gotta back my dad then. (laughs) Do what you gotta do. I mean, only in like a, you know, no, you don't know. No, it's up to it's up to you. I mean, you can then say like, I now have to stay out of it. Like, I can't promote anybody, right? Because I have right. Because like I was promoting this guy, but that guy's my dad, so now I have to remain neutral. And then you can vote for whoever the hell. And then it won't be anyone's business. Yeah. All right. That's what I'll do then. So what are you doing? Uh, I'm just gonna go like completely neutral. Like they're all great candidates. I can't. That's fine. I, I cannot lend my support to any of them because I have complicated conflicts of interests, right. and I wouldn't want that to derail the election. That's very altruistic of you, Darwin. I will let you change your mind here if you want. <laughs> because we're going to do this very simply about who's going to win mayorship. Each person that you each decide to back is going to get an extra die. Oh, crap. Let's see. Sheree Tasset has one die for being a member of the Indelible Truth and all the monetary backing that that provides, as well as the publicity. And then she has one for representing the West Side. Grim, your dad, has one for that connection, of a blood tie to the current leadership. Democracy is new for these people, and they're used to seeing relatives take charge. And if they're going to vote, they might as well vote for somebody connected already to the existing leadership. And he has one for the nobles. Ed Coates has one for being on the council, and uh, for his uh, public works connections. So they've each got two dice right now. They're all starting at two. They're all starting at two. And whoever we individually back... Mm-hmm. Got it. So the three of you can back anybody you want. Which means, in theory, if we all back different people, except that's not going to happen, probably. But in theory, if it did, yeah, then it would theory. remain an even split. Yeah. But since yeah. I don't think any of us can back the indelible truth person, even though, in theory, that's cool. At least those complicate things. Can I really not back my dad? That seems like... You can. It's up to you. 
That seems like the breaking up the family kind of thing. Like, my dad's running for mayor. Can I really not back him? But also, I mean, you fought in this rebellion. Most of the people that did were from the west side of town, not the east side of town. It's not even about that. It's like, my personal opinion, it seems like Ed Coates is probably more fit. I would probably vote for Ed Coates privately. But publicly, I feel like, Unless I really want to hurt my dad's feelings, I kind of have to back him. It's up to you who you, who you decide to back, uh, who you throw your weight behind. Your dad's not going to be upset unless you just like, Fuck you, dad! I'm voting for coats! Votes for coats! <laughs> Keep a crown of war! Okay, okay. Um, but he's your dad. He will understand his political stuff. This is all new. Alright, alright. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. who, do we, who does everybody back? Staying neutral. Alright. Oh. Uh, I back Ed Coats. One more for Coates. Oh, Coates has got my votes. <laughs> All right. So let's see. That's uh, that's four dice for Coates. It's two dice for Lord Grimm. And it's two dice for Sharita Set. Who wants to roll for who? Who wants to roll for Coates? I'm the only one that's rolled tonight. So I, I feel like someone else should roll. There are three people running. You each get to roll for All one right, of them. I'll roll for Ed Coates. Who wants to roll for Lord Grimm? I'll roll for Lord Grimm. You get to roll for your dad. Just do that for him. <laughs> that's right. Darvin rolls for his dad. Are these D20? Yeah, D20. So, Vale, that leaves you with Sharita set. Unfortunately. Alright. Everybody roll. Are you giving it a total or that? No, the the highest die. Alright. Ooh. Sorry, Lord Grimm. Darvin, what'd you get for your dad? Nine. Vale, what'd you get for Sharita set? Three. (laughs) Dang. Aranus, what'd you get for Ed Coates? A crit. The voice of the bard carries in multiple ways. And we have a new mayor in town. Yeah. Mayor Ed Coates. Woo! Votes for Coates. Votes for Coates. That's going to have to vacate the royal house. Uh, I, I headline the victory party. Nice. There's a very... I let Coates sit in if he wants. <laughs> I don't know if he does. <laughs> There's a handing off of power. He gets the keys to the royal house, gets the tour, he gets the walk through the town, whatever it is you want to give him as mayor, that's fine. Sharita Set returns to her newspaper, writing for the freedom that the indelible truth is trying to give. Using the city as an example, even if they aren't being given credit for it, this is an example of it working. And it is during the celebration for Ed Coates that Vale Jorian approaches you. It's time. That's exciting. I, I go with Jerian. And he takes you to the Denouement's headquarters there on the east side. This former estate. Sorry, this estate of a former noble. He walks you first to a makeshift nursery, where a young, half-human, half-half-work, where a small baby, swaddled in blankets, rests peacefully. Mottled green skin, some dark hair peeking out from underneath the woolen blanket. Just to show you that, yes, Lorraine's given birth. And then he will take you to Lorraine, who is sweaty, passed out. There's a doctor there just cleaning up. And I, I don't know if we need to see this or... No. Uh, but everybody leaves you alone in that room. I don't, I'll let you... You can say as much or as little as you want. Vale's had time to disconnect from the betrayal a little. And connect, reconnect with the guild. So while there is passion behind this killing, 
they can more firmly attempt to hide behind the the guise of the guild's order, and so would perform this killing in whatever th- traditional way of the guild killing one of their own who's betrayed the guild. Down the hall, you hear Lorraine's child cry out momentarily before a nurse tends to her, shushes her back to sleep. I think what we see is Jorion and the nurse who was cleaning up after the rain exit the room and close the door and walk down the hall. And ten minutes later, Valerie emerges. The deed done. I think the big question Jorion has now, what's to become of the child? I tell Jorion to send the child to the guild hall that raised me. Which one raised you? Um, We never established that. Uh, let's just say that it was the hall in the capital, because okay. it's the largest hall and would have an ability to do that. Yeah. Well, it was going to be my suggestion if you didn't yeah. have one in mind. That was my uh, And you have spent time in the capital. So, all right. As soon as she's old enough to travel, we'll send her away. All right. I think your dealings in Karami may be done. And after this party for Ed Coates wraps up and everybody comes back thrilled, Vale... I don't know how thrilled they are. When Vale returns to the party, because Vale will return to the party. Mm, that's the best way to describe. I think it's not like a noticeable difference, except to like the two of them would notice is if not like like a weight has been lifted. Like not like I'm bounce up and down happy, but just like I don't look weighed down like I was before. Mm-hmm. A heavy burden's been lifted. Exactly. And. I think Sam and Sniffins approach you as you return to the royal house to collect your things, since you guys need to vacate, and asks, what's next? You're not in charge anymore. I don't suppose you're going back to playing in a bar or just praying in a monastery, are you? No, not probably not. No. We got gods to kill, temples to visit. Where are we going? Hill giants to murder. Do you say that Oh, uh, maybe not. I can't remember. It was what. At least Vale knows that. I don't think <laughs> others do. I'm pretty sure I don't know that. So yeah, now's the time. Where are you going next? Well, we have one clue as to where we can get information on how to kill a god. And the Temple of St. Falron. Two gods I want to kill, so I think that's, that's our next step. Well, Still- I want to go clear all the changelings that have been changed into earls out of Earl, and the second I kill one of them, we're under the assumption that the elven god's going to show up and try and Oh, uh, right, right. You already killed her, too? Right, that's right. But how are we going to kill her? How are we going to kill anybody? It's I've been making it through somehow. But, but I guess... How are we going to kill anybody? I guess that logic means we need to go to the temple where we find that out before we try either of them, right? Yes. I'm okay. not exactly sure. Darwin is not going to question helping you kill that elven god after. Knowing where we're headed, I'm going to see if I can, because I haven't been doing enough work for my guild. If my life goal is to become the leader of the guild, to see if there are any targets I can pick up along the route. I got an A- on my report card. You have to help me out. We have to kill that guy. Don't make me hate you. <sighs> but I need help. Well, as far as further Mock contracts go... Jorion will tell you that he can either send word to guild halls if you come across any. Like, you can reach him through one of the guild masters there. Or he can send a bird. Yeah. Or a messenger. Yeah, messenger. Uh, He doesn't have anything for you right now. Messenger creature works. And I'll poke into guild halls as I'm going around and come across them. Okay. It's map time. Map, map, map. 
So we are going with my plan of getting the hell out of Crown. Just a little later than I would have liked. Just several months later. It's still my plan. Your plan was to get out before everybody died. So... Still my plan. Alright, let's take a quick look at a map here. Just so you guys know what your options are. Here on the western peninsula of Sarakar sits Karami. To your west, of course, is the main road that leads north and south along this part of the continent. To the east, hills and mountains before you reach a rather large bay separating the west side of the continent from the east side. You can take the road south, cross the Sourleaf River as you did before, past Honey Hollow near Garion's village, and head back north, try to get to the temple, which uh, if you didn't know before, people can surely certainly help you, uh, is way up near the northern portion of the eastern side of the continent. Uh, Fort Barbary, just down the road, has many ships. Most of them are military, but not only. And you have not traveled north before. Sam has. He's at least gone to these towns himself. And you can occasionally find merchant ships out here who are willing to ferry people for a price. For further items of note, Earl is also down south, if you want to go there. The giant territory is just south of the bridge that crosses the Sourleaf River, over here. But the most, the shortest path is probably by boat. Because you would just have to sail north and east and try to make land here somewhere. So, if you head south, you pretty much know what to expect for half this journey. Until you get to that bridge across the Sourleaf River. If you head north, none of you have been there before. It is shorter. You would have to take a boat, but potentially faster. Known conditions and longer, unknown conditions and faster. Um, if I can make it as simple as possible. Is there a reason to not go by boat and then come back the long way and take care of that stuff? Maybe that's the smart oh, way to I'm, do it. I'm done with that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Before we leave Karami, I want to look for, like, we need to get, we didn't get gear out of the royal house before we left. Any mundane articles you wish to pick up, you can grab from the city's armory. Mundane weapons and armor. Right. You can grab. Meaning, like, arrows and stuff. It will be clearly branded as Karami Guard. Like, if you were to get armor, you would look like a city guard <laughs> member. Oh, no. <laughs> like in Skyrim when you robbed the guards. Yeah. I used to make a collection of having all the like, shields. I crossbow bolts. How did you fit your shield in your pocket? Things like bolts and arrows, yeah, you can fill back up on. If you want to go get any weapons... I kind of want to pay a visit, although it's too late now. We would have had to benefit before we handed over leadership to the people that thought we weren't going to last very long and serve the royal family. The Ordones. Just to be like, eh, what's up now? Question about your current inventories. How much money does everybody have? Um, eight gold pieces and two silver pieces. Me alone, I have 71 gold, 44 silver. But we have a... Darwin I, have, I, have, I have the collective number, like what our... I, I have 25 gold, but I'm not sure yeah. I still have that. All right. Assume that you don't. Yeah. Uh, let's default. Artists, what is the group's <laughs> holdings at this point in terms of coin? 1,885 gold. Not bad. And 61 silver. And 5 copper. Not bad. <laughs> okay. Before you fully turn the city over to Ed Coates, you can visit the Ordones if you want <laughs> and have them cook the books a little in your favor. Ooh. Alright, so you're gonna have them do that? Is that a little below you? I mean, if you really need money, you could just go play. Dude, we almost died. Like, twice. Yeah. It, it was do or die. In the and service you died of twice. this, like, kin city. That's our, um, we call it hazard pay. <laughs> okay. They can easily get you 500 gold. Yep. If you want more. Nope. Okay. Nope. 
if we need more though, we're running into some dude. How much gold do we have again? It's over two grand now. What if we run into some dude and he's like, give me two grand gold, and we're like, okay. But then what if he's like, I need three grand, we're gonna kill you all, then we won't have it. we just kill him. I think, just kill him. Just I think if him. someone jumps you for thousands of gold, they're going to be very willing to kill you right away. <laughs> Most travelers don't have that kind of scratch. Yeah. So I figure you guys should get some sort of monetary uh, reward for all your work here. We appreciate it. Are you taking those earrings with you, Arnis? Well, they're not going to work outside the grounds, are they? No. I'll leave them for Ed Coates. He is not putting those on. He puts them on once. I know. When you hand them over, he's like, what do these do? And he puts them on, and he hears the bells. He's just like, nope, 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 nope. Pulls them up. Nope, nope, not wearing these. Um, uh, they can go back in the room below the throne room. Okay. They can be displayed. That's totally fine. They don't work outside the crowds. We can use them in emergencies. Okay. So who's all going? Oh, do we have to take her? Yeah. Yes. I want to look around Karami for healing potions before yeah. we, like, before we for real real set out here. Yeah, smart. I guess Sam's going with us. He was the one that asked, like, where are we going? Thank you, because before we shift gears to you guys going on more shopping, I want to answer the question of who's all going on this trip. So, Sorry. Earl Earl and Olwan, and um, you're taking I, Sam and Sniffins yeah. with yeah, you. Yeah, and I yeah. guess if Vienna wants to come too, I suppose, like, she's in. because gang back together. Because um, it's, but that's up to her, right? Like she was sticking with Earl Earl, so I figured she might want to go. The invitation is open to her, but she doesn't have to. Do we want a god to come with us on our quest to find out how to kill a god, though? We don't <laughs> really, but I also don't need another one pissed off at me. Okay. Well, it wasn't so much that she was sticking with Earl Earl because she like had a sense of duty to be with him. Right. Earl Earl was hanging around with her a lot. Uh, he was definitely getting a lot of help from her. After he helped her kind of revive, she was obviously thankful for that, uh, and she wanted to repay that kindness, and she feels that she's done so. You go and talk to her about going on this trip north, you know, take a boat, go up to this temple, you know, a celestial temple, no less. She says, I think it's time I go back to Honey Hollow and see my people. I need to let them know exactly what happened. I need to serve them more, if you're all cool with that. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's up to her. I just... Okay. It was kind to extend the invitation. It was kind, but my duties are elsewhere. And she will walk out the city, start heading towards Honey Hollow on foot. Let me go back to Earl. We want to stop by Honey Hollow and see if we can convince the not evil god that we met to help us fight for what's right in the world. After we kill the dude that you want to kill. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Which not evil god? You've got a... Uh, Liana, I'm pretty point, sure he's talking about... Like, oh, at this God. point, is our quest log full? It's full. Right. You can't fill a quest log. Yes, you can. My brain is Yes, you can. There's always room for more. Okay. So the decision is to gather Sam, Sniffins, Earl Earl, and Ulwan, and head north. Ulwan follows Earl Earl. You're taking one, you're taking the other. Sam, who's traveled this road many times... Healing potions before we leave Karami. Oh. You're right. Healing potions. Sorry. Before you leave Karami. <laughs> Sorry. Five. We have made this mistake before. I'm not making it now. All right. So, let's see. Who would know? I think this is Lord Sofuentes, who is your member of the city council representing the merchants. With the exception of Ed Coates, the city council was re-elected as they sat. Since he was elected mayor, he will find somebody to fill his old position. So you go see Lord Sofuentes to ask him about healing potions. Because if anybody knows in this city, 
If they are around, it's him. High or low? Okay. What did I do last time? I said low last time, right? You said high last time. Oh, damn it. To have that hour to put your glyph down on on the pavement. Yeah. I'm going to go low this time. Low? Everybody cool? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Let's see if Lord Fuentes can help you. He is certainly willing. He will not be holding back if he knows where to get some. Yes. That is a nine. So low it is. Two for two. My streak is over. It's a 50-50 shot. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't do well with 50-50 shots. Never tell her the odds. (laughs) So Lord Zafuentes will tell you, yeah, after that incident with the army showing up and those chaos mages showing up, all that crap that went down, yeah, I saw that some got imported. I don't know how to make it myself. I don't know who does. I know how to buy stuff. And I could sell you some at a fair price. What is this fair price? I was going to say, how many is some? Yeah, how, both of those questions, in fact. A fair price is market value. He will not charge you more than what they actually cost. Maybe 50. Okay. How many is some? Um, let's find out. Lord Sofuentes knows where you can pick up some healing potions. There are 2d4 healing potions. Who would like to roll the number of healing potions that you can purchase? I'll do it. My good rolling is maxed out for the day. I roll on D4s. Okay. Five. That's five. Sounds good to me. Yeah. He is certainly able to broker the deal. He will have them delivered, and you're able to pick up five healing potions. Yay. Nice. These are regular healing potions. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't have much more health than what a regular healing potion can give. So, yeah. That's That's what they tend to import. You guys are special. Aww. In a good way. So health potions in hand. Gather the old gang together. The three of you, Sam and Sniffins, Earl, Earl, and Olaf. And you all pile back into Sam's wagons, or would you like to travel by other means? Wagons are good. We're used to it by now. You got money, you could afford horses, but fine. You all pile back into Sam's wagons. Start heading out of the city, leaving Karami and everything that happened there behind. Uh, Who's sitting up front with Sam? Me. All right, Arnis. As you're heading out, you get to the main road and turn north. Sam will tell you about the two major cities that lie north. They're pretty close to the coast. You can usually find some ships there, if you're patient, if you got the money for it. We can head up to Borges. It's a little bigger. Not as big as Karami. It's a little nicer. Or we could go to Narlite Point, which is all the way at the northern tip of the peninsula. It'd be the shortest route by sea. Not quite as nice a town, but it'll be less time on a boat. I don't know if you care about time on a boat. I actually know if I do either. Has anybody traveled by boat before? No. Okay. Would I, if I've been to the capital? Uh, it's possible. You could have crossed the bay in a boat. Sure, let's say I've done that. It's a very short boat trip. Waters aren't too bad. So we yeah. may have said I'd been to the capital previously. I forget. As like a business thing. Possibly, yeah. So I don't want right. to say either way. All right, well, let's not worry about that then. But he'll put it this way. If we travel up the road to Narlite Point, the boat ride will be a little bit cheaper than if we go from Borges. It'll save you some money. But there's usually more ships coming in and out of Borges. I said we go with the sure shot, or the better odds. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Um, But I'm sort of, I'm willing to take Sam's recommendation, given that, like, cheaper isn't really a big deal to us, so... He's not used to having a whole lot of extra money to spend, so it's actually something that's on his mind. You guys are not in that situation. Mm -hmm. You've got money to burn. So we're just up to you guys. Do you want to go to Borges, or you want to go to Narlite Point? Let's go to Borges. Okay. It's a little bit bigger of the two cities. It's a little bit nicer. 
it's a little bit more frequent travel from uh, from other lands, let's say. And you turn and head north up the road to Borges. Arnis, would you like to play some traveling music? It's a long road. I always want to play traveling music. Are you kidding me? All right. <laughs> this part of me really just wants to go out tonight on a nice loot tune in the sunset. I love a nice loot tune in the sunset. As the horses just slowly, confidently make their way north. The wagon wheels creaking on the road. And a pleasant loot tune with a wonderful alto accompaniment as you head north into whatever lies ahead. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrand. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrand Podcast, or you can email us at skyrandpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrandpodcast.libsyn.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. As you stop, see one of them go, and they all start, damn, Shannon's about to Alfred Hitchcock us. You hear the sound of flapping wings. As dozens, you can see just through the bushes and through the trees, more uh, ravens are approaching. And you also hear a low growl of something much sinister and something else. Another sound, too. You can all hear it, and it's angry, dangerous sounding. I need you all to roll initiative. This is just a taste of what D&D for D, a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast, has to offer. Get ready for a wild ride full of action, tender moments, and dick jokes? Want more? Check it out on iTunes or Google Play. That's D&D for D.